My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode number 23. Hey, Jerry. Hey, man. How you doing, buddy? I am fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. glad to be back on the podcast. Yeah. We've got some more new equipment. We have some more new sustainable equipment. Yeah. We, we, actually, we actually got our own thing. We own it, so we don't have to worry about stuff anymore. So yep. it's good to be back, man. Episode 23, the number of the goat. Which one? I don't know. That's for you to decide. That's for the people to decide. I agree. That's for time to time to tell. Well, thanks for listening. If you listen to our podcast regularly, we'd love to hear from you. So shoot us an email, uh, Logan Designworks Group, Jared com, or hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at um, LDraper116 on most things, and and at Jared Van. On most things, like everything. Yeah. Guess guess what else? I haven't told you this. What? We've got some people coming in over the next few weeks to, to do start the podcast? Doing podcast again. Yeah. Can you can you reveal who it is? Nope. Or is that a surprise for the peeps? A surprise for the peeps. Okay. Working out some negotiating some deals. Yeah. So we got to wait until uh, till it's finalized. Well, cool. That's exciting. Yeah, we're gonna have someone next week. Cool. So yeah. So this is just your way of replacing me already? No, no, no. We'll probably do one as well. I think we should keep doing one. We'll do an extra one you're, with uh, You're already trying to slowly push me out. No, man. You get to I'm, sit over there and watch us do the I'm podcast. sorry. I'm not a very good talker. You're a great I'll talker. I'll try and get better at it. No, you're a great talker. I just need some, some cold brew concentrate in me I before knew I do this. we wouldn't get more than a minute <laughs> in before you brought cold brew up. <laughs> that's, that's the podcast I've been listening to all the time. What's it called? Give them a shout out. I don't think they're... I think they had their last episode like six months ago. Oh, like but they're done? Called, yeah. I think I, don't, I think they're looking to start a new podcast. Okay. Because their last episode, they were talking about new endeavors that they wanted to do, but it's called Drips and Drafts. Pretty dope. Yeah. If you are looking to get into the uh, cold brew coffee game, it's a great podcast to listen to, but specifically the cold brew on tap coffee game. Okay. This is something so. Jared and I have been talking about a lot this week is do drinks taste better depending on what they're in, what they're served in, right? So does draft beer taste better, different than and better than a bottle or a can? And is it actually how it's done or is it just how we perceive it? I don't know. I'm interested. I, I always thought it did taste better until I probably shouldn't be playing with my beard. Hopefully if you just heard a scratching sound, I was playing with my beard because it's a habit because I'm, I'm a socially awkward person, but I should probably stop doing it. Just keep doing it. It's fine. So that's the last one you're here, you'll hear. But we yeah, have, we have headphones now for the first time. And so you get to hear every noise. I can hear every. Th- I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want people to know I had a beard too. You got an impressive beard as opposed to mine. No, it looks good, man. Mine still looks like I'm a 28 year old going through puberty. Anyways. Yeah. I thought everything on draft was always it like actually tasted better, but. I'm not so sure now after like doing some research into like cold brew on tap and this fairly new thing called nitro coffee because nitro coffee is basically just cold brew infused with nitrogen. So, and nitrogen has no taste, but people swear that it tastes a lot better than cold brew, but I feel like it's just all in the perception where they see it. It looks like beer because it has like a head. It looks creamy. So I think it's, I feel like it's, I feel like it's perception that 
They're just expecting it to be creamier tasting because it looks creamy. So it's embedded in their head and they just go with it. I'm, go- it- I'm going opposite. I think that that's, some of that's true, but I definitely think there's a difference. There might be. We're going to find out. We're, we're, we're going to do this blind taste test though. Yeah. And we'll find out. We will. Cause I, I don't know. I think that they're, I think that certain drinks taste better and certain, I think a Coke tastes better than styrofoam. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that one. And so, and may, uh, maybe it's mental. I don't know, but I genuinely think it does taste better. So I'm excited to find out. Yeah. Jared's been like deep, deep down the rabbit hole of uh, nitro coffees yeah. and all that stuff. So I think it's time, man. I think it's time for you to get this thing started. Oh, I will. I should need, if anybody has a, uh, a mini fridge that they aren't using, hit me up on anything on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And if you also, for some reason, just have a, a keg laying around that you aren't using, preferably like a five gallon corny keg. Good. I, I just, gosh. I just like bringing that up so I can say corny keg. I don't know why I like that phrase corny keg, but yeah, if you, for some reason have a five gallon corny keg laying around along with a mini fridge and if with that corny keg, you have the conversion kit for a refrigerator with it, hit me up, please. Jared will pay a premium. I will pay like 50 bucks. Okay. Yeah. 50 bucks. That's a good deal. So. It's a good deal. But, but then we can start experimenting with some stuff and we'll be on our way to figuring out this, this conundrum. Man, you're just flexing knowledge and words today. Conundrum. That's a fun word to say too. That is a fun word. I could not spell it. You can't spell that? No. It's like a conund. It's like a conund drum. No, right? that still sounds too difficult. I don't know. Man, so World Cup started. It did. Officially yesterday? Yeah. And then today with some big games. Um, and then coffee. That's been pretty much your world. Yeah, I've been doing probably way too much research on this cold brew and nitro on tap game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give any secrets away. I already gave away a podcast that'll give you a bunch of secrets, but I'm gonna start looking into making this a reality. I think might, I might have to bring. It. Yeah, I might have to bring it up here to the office and test it out on everybody. Just chase it to see if it works. We're gonna do a, a blind test to see if it does taste better or not. I'm excited. We'll see. I'm excited. Either way, if I just have one at my house and I can just wake up in the morning and go pull a tap handle and it fills my glass with coffee and that's the extent to my coffee making. You won. That would be pretty awesome. You absolutely won. Either way, if people walk into my house and see that I have a little coffee bar with tap handles, <coughs> then they're going to think I'm really cool. A lot cooler than I actually am. I think you're pretty cool. I think, well, that, thanks, would just, I think that would just show how cool you are. Yeah. I think that's what it would do. I have, to, I have to validate my coolness because I'm not cool. No, I don't think that's true. I think that's a myth. This should just turn to like a therapy session podcast. Just work through all your problems? Yeah. You're my therapist. That's not, that, that is not a good idea. That'd get super weird super quick. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm, a, I'm excited about uh, what we're going to talk about today, which you don't even know. I don't. Uh, which I think is the way it should be. But here's my question for you. Since you're the expert in, in the social the social game. So we've seen a change over the last three years of obviously social media's come in over the last seven to ten. Businesses jumped in, businesses start posting, ads, uh, thousands of different ways to get in front of people now digitally. It's a game changer. I wanna know 
what are your opinions and thoughts of the like the difference between like a post so on facebook and on instagram what's that a po- okay so a post is where you put something you like take a picture and then you post oh a it. post yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah. okay this is good no, so Facebook released a new feature this week that you found mm-hmm. that businesses can now run Facebook stories. They can. Not everybody yet, but it will be out to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so like value-wise, storytelling-wise, the difference when you should up a post versus a story. So a story is just extremely beneficial for like letting people into your business like on the daily basis. People, okay. it gives It kind of gives people like a behind the scenes look at your business and just what office life, if you have an office, what office life looks like. If you are not in an office, just what like the work day looks like for you. And people, people uh, crave that just everyday authentic um, uh, just content that that, that provides um, so there's not much like editing with stories. You can add like stickers and text and stuff like that. But other than that, there's not much editing with stories. So it's kind of just a stripped down version of a post that which in turn makes it more authentic, gives people a better idea of what your business actually looks like as opposed to like the uh, the um, how you dress it up with a post. And also stories will only be around for 24 hours. So it kind of embeds in people's minds that, Hey, I need to check this before it disappears. So it's, it's kind of a, um, it places a, like I'm, I'm losing track of my mind right now. This is what happens when I start, when I start talking, it places like a, um, an an urgency uh, for, for people to check your content. So, um, with a post, people know that they can go to your page and revisit it and see it whenever they want. But with a story, when they see that pop up, it's like, oh, it's, it almost like instills a sense of urgency and then that they need to check. It's going to be gone. They don't know um, exactly when it's going to be gone. So if they care about your business, they're going to check it. Um, so, yeah, there's there's just a they, – they, they seem like they aren't that much different, but they kind of are and they kind of serve two different purposes. And one is super authentic, stripped down no edit it, no editing. Um, and one is more informational where you can edit, you can, um, if you want something to stick around on your page for people to revisit, throw it on there as a post. Um, but yeah, stories and Snapchat, I guess, were the, was the first one to um, take advantage of people's desire to see like everyday content and then Instagram and now Facebook and now Facebook business pages. So I think it's I think it's going to be something that sticks around and I think you should look into utilizing it. Do you think it's going to keep getting to the point where I mean a post for me felt so personal a long time ago. Mhm. You know, someone took a picture of their food and you're like, "Oh man, that looks great." Or, you know, business is talking about, you know, whatever they're selling. And then now you got a story, which in a lot of ways is harder to keep up with. Mhm can't schedule it do you think it's going to keep getting more and more personal yeah I i think that's like the whole point is i think so facebook especially i I feel like people's feeds is just getting bogged down with advertisements and like i feel like most of people's feeds 
are posts from people trying to push an agenda. Yep. And I think that story is going to do a good job of uh, providing a place for people to come and see people's content without as much of an agenda. So I, I just feel like it's a more enjoyable place to, to hang out as a user. Um, like I, said, I feel like when I'm scrolling through my feed, I see advertisements, I see news stories, something else yep. that Trump has done, and I see people turning something that shouldn't be a big deal into a big deal, and then comments that are just agenda-laden comments. Yeah, it's frustrating. It is. And it's like... I don't think that's what Facebook was intended for, which by the way, they like, they started running one of those commercial. Have you seen that co- Facebook commercial? That uh, it's yes. like, yeah. It's Basically a, it's, get rid of spam yeah. campaign. Yeah. yeah. That's a good commercial, but yeah, I think that's why younger people are leaving Facebook because Facebook is just, it's kind of just negative. Yeah, it is. But I think, I think that's what stories do a good job. They humanize, um, which you still can, like edit and then upload to a story, but that's not what the majority of people use it for. And that's not what it's intended for is to make some highly produced thing and then upload it into a story. Yep. Um, so think, ho- ho- hopefully people don't start abusing it and start doing that. Yeah. I think what's kind of dope is um, like, even just while you were talking about stories, I did a story on Instagram. I saw that. I got the notification. And I think what's cool is like you now it's easy now to have the ability over that 24 hour period to, so I tagged you, Modern Mad Men, and DesignWorks Group. And then DesignWorks Group can take that and add it to their story easily. Yeah. Like repost it. And I think it's cool now if you were at an event or you're a business. Like what if a business, I don't know, this might be a terrible idea. What if a business, you got 20 employees and they're doing stories, that business is able to take all of those and form their own story. Yeah. And I think you're not having to always tell your own story. I think it's the hardest thing for businesses is keeping up. Yeah. Like, you don't get into business just to tell people about your business. That's mm-hmm. why you hire somebody usually to yeah. do your marketing. So you get into business to make money, provide a service, provide value. And I think that's why people struggle so much is you really do have to keep up with it all the time. You know, it used to be spend two months, a month, create content, create a great video spot, and then put it out and then let, let it work. And I think you still do that. But I think now you really got to keep up with it way more. Mm-hmm. The day-to-day. Do you care? Okay, what do you care about from a business, like, in the day-to-day? Like, what can businesses put on their story? Uh, basically anything. Just, like, I feel like the most successful ones are just literally what you are doing. It doesn't have to be some, like, planned-out skit or anything like that. Just office life. And, like, whether it's a, um, like, a luncheon you're having or somebody doing everyday work in their office. I mean, obviously you can like make it more entertaining, but people just, I feel like it's just, you you need to take advantage of people's nosiness. And that's what part of like the good thing about stories are. People are nosy people or people are nosy almost by like instinct. So just, Whatever, honestly. Um, Have you seen this feature, by the way, that you can add your story on Instagram immediately yeah. to your Facebook story? Yeah. How cool is that? That is pretty cool. I, I, I did kind of find it strange that when they when Facebook opened up stories to business pages that they 
just rolled it out on desktop too. Yeah. So I guess I guess that is just so because you can like go into like you're posting a regular post and choose to have it go to your story. Which is which interesting. It is interesting. I Usually, guess I guess a lot of businesses do operate from a desktop though. Yeah. That I is don't true. know if that's true or not. Or, that's probably true. Or if you're creating a dope piece of content to save you the time from having to throw it over your phone. Yeah. I guess Facebook more people would use that on desktop as opposed to Instagram and Snapchat. Yeah. So that's probably why. That makes sense. You're smart. So you're the social pro. No, I mean I think I think what you said earlier that I think it's all about um I mean I really think it's all about human behavior. And I think that as they begin to add these features and change them, they're they're looking at what people are asking for. Mm-hmm. And I think they got enough feedback that says we're super tired of all this chaos. Like we're super tired of all the ads and getting blown up and spammed. And so I think they're trying to, to get around it. And there'll yeah. be ad space like crazy and stories as time goes on. Yeah. It'll get ruined. But I don't know. It's it's just interesting how much we care about like the day to day. Yeah. So but I think I I think that's a struggle for most businesses is what do you put on your story? Because I look at most most businesses' stories and it's just like a picture of the product. Yeah. Or, you know, a new cell or like people are doing those cool graphic animations. It's like, oh yeah. buy now. Um, but I think when you get to see the process, yeah, it has a whole different game to it. Yeah, honestly, like it, it's it is a great sales tool, the stuff you can do to sell individual products in stories. But honestly, what I enjoy seeing the most is just authentic, just every day in the office, every day in the life of a person. I don't really want to go into my stories and see like somebody trying to sell something. And at some point you do have to um, involve that if you're a business. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there needs to be some type of ratio, like five just fun everyday story clips to one trying to make a sell clip or something like that. Jab, right? jab, jab, right hook. Yeah. Gary V. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think, I really do think that's like a, I think everything comes down to your agenda. Yeah. You know? I think if you're in business, you're completely lying to everybody. If you don't, if you say you're not trying to sell mm-hmm. with everything you do. Oh yeah. However, I think if the agenda is to make money off of you versus trying to go the extra mile to provide value to the person that you are selling to, then I think it'll show over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I think like people like Nike are super good at it. I think personally, and I'm a huge fan of the UFC, I think they're amazing at the content they do because their goal is to sell the pay-per-view. They don't, I mean, they don't care that I know more about Conor McGregor or your boy, Brian Ortega. They could care less. They're trying to push the fight, but they do it in a way that provides so much backstage, so much access to these people's lives that you get connected. And then I now want to buy the pay-per-view so I can see Brian Ortega fight because I've learned about him. Yeah. And I, I think that that, area of providing value because all they would have to do is put the same amount of money. I mean, they spend a lot of money following those fighters around. Can you imagine if they took that budget and just made a great commercial and then ran it on TV? I mean, you could do the same thing. You could, but I, and I, I bet you they might be spending more money doing it this way, but it yeah. builds a emotional investment in people. Yeah. Which is a super, super, super strong, like selling, 
Yep. So, and I th- yeah, you, you said that businesses are always going to try and sell, and I agree with that. And I feel like posting just like everyday things in your story is the same thing as that. Like if you from from the from the jump, if you're just trying to sell on your story, then people probably aren't going to probably aren't going to want to watch your future story. So, by giving them something that they want to see, yep, it might not seem. Um, beneficial to you at the time, but it's going to make people want to continue watching your stories, and then you can throw that piece in that tries to make the sell. So, yeah, it, it's 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 all connected, and but you gotta you got you gotta keep people invested. And I don't think people are going to be invested if you are constantly trying to sell. You need to um, build up a emotional investment in them. Yeah, I think I think being in front of people in general is probably a great thing till you burn bridges. You know, I think. I've always argued with like email marketing. When you send an email to people, I mean, think what are some of our last emails? How many, what's a normal open rate for us? Man. Just like clients and stuff. Not very high. I mean, let's let's say that, let's just say 15 to 20% of people open it. Yeah, I was going to say 15. Let's just say 15% of people open it. I mean, but how many people saw it in their inbox, you know? Yeah. I think being in front of people does have value. Mm -hmm. So I don't ever want to downplay that. But I, I, I don't know, man. I think that agenda is so important. Like, what what is the goal of the post? Yeah, is it just to be in front of people? Because that's fine. Some of our best content ever had nothing. All of our best content probably has nothing to do with marketing. Yeah, it had to do with you getting smoked in the parking lot. Well, barely smoked by Tyler Williams. Still questionable. Just smoked. I, I still watch that replay every now and then just to make sure I didn't win. You didn't. The video is not going to change. He almost turned around and backed no, on you. No. It was closer than y'all gave me credit for. You literally pulled up with a hamstring injury. No. no. And he was just giggling as he sprinted by you. They should have given you a head start, but it didn't matter. What would you say, every business is different, I understand. What would you say, like, you're sitting down right now. You have a small business, medium-sized business trying to get into the social game. Maybe you've been in the social game, but you're reworking a strategy, trying to figure out, hey, over this next quarter, next month, we need to do stuff different. Is there like a ratio in your brain of stories to post? Um, like is like anything that you, like someone's thinking like, hey, I have no idea the best way to do this. Mm-hmm. And is there too much you can do on your story? Yeah. So I think small businesses especially are, um, they can get a ton of benefit from stories because I feel like small businesses are, have to grind a lot more than like established big businesses and people enjoy yep. watching people grind. And if they are, if like a fellow entrepreneur is watching, they want to see what they're doing to get through like obstacles and hurdles and yep. documenting like all that, like all that everyday stuff is going to, is going to be valuable to somebody. Um, so I, I would say like, try to try to create stories every day. Like just around as you're just doing stuff around the office, create just film, yeah, whatever. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be like one of those twenty uh, clip stories because those can get kind of annoying sometimes. But just like you're you're doing as a small business, you are probably having a grind. So document that document that grind, and people will enjoy seeing it. Um, as far as like ratio of stories to post stories are usually a lot easier and quicker to put together. Yep. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't like put a necessary ratio on it, but I, I would feel like 
stories would be more than post. Yep. What? So I get this question a ton. And it's for posting stories, I guess now. But you create a post on Instagram. I always start on Instagram. This is my favorite place. It's a good place to start. So you, 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 you're creating a post on Instagram or a story. You have the option to send it over to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad feature? Should you create for both platforms separately? Or is it okay to send it over? And if just for the record, if you don't know what I mean by send it over, there's an option on there to share that Instagram post to mm-hmm. your Facebook, either personal page or business page, and you can do the same thing with the story. I, th- I think it's best not to do that to have to have separate content for separate platforms. Yep. Um, mainly because it's going to give people something different. To, like your Instagram isn't going to look identical to your Facebook. Yep. If it does, then people are probably only going to look at one of your platforms instead of both. So if there's a pattern of well, I'm just going to see the exact same thing on Instagram as I am going to see on Facebook, then people probably aren't going to spend as much time on both platforms. So um, there's tools that you can use in Facebook that you can't use in Instagram, and there's um, benefits in Instagram that aren't in Facebook. So if people aren't being um, aren't accessing both of your platforms, and you're, you're losing something at some point because both of those have unique features that – um, set them apart from one another. So I think keeping those two feeds unique, it can be like the same message and everything, but keeping them unique with different content, um, I think I think it's best. And I think it's even like written in both of their ag- algorithms that if you just, or if you have a post on Instagram and you say share to Facebook that it doesn't get as much organic reach. Yeah. Um, so I would I would try to plan around um, creating different content for those two, and always always like look at like people's feeds as a whole because if you might not recognize this unless you like go to your actual Instagram um, account and look at it, but. Um, it can get super bogged down if you aren't paying attention and planning it out like a, like a bunch of posts with a bunch of text kind of just looks messy on yeah. your uh, Instagram account. So just take into account that, um, that Instagram from its conception and still now is like a fully photo-driven um, platform. Just try to keep it a photo-driven platform photo slash video driven platform and don't try to bog it down with so much text in your pictures. Like you can do that on Facebook, but I would use Instagram as so Instagram. We've been, I've been talking about this a lot lately too. I feel like Instagram is great for user generated content. So if you can create a unique hashtag and have your fans use it and then just ask them if you can use the pictures that they use with your hashtag, it's a great it's a great way to um, one build like brand ambassadors and to also just build a community around um, your company and to get free content. Like user generated content is everywhere, whether it's a review, whether it's somebody taking a picture um, with your hashtag, or whether it's somebody taking a picture and them. Um, tagging your location in that picture, like 
you have a pretty huge opportunity to use people's content if you get their permission. And I forget the exact number, but um, like people who see their friends or friends of friends like talking about a business or recommending a business are so much more likely to purchase from you than if they heard that same pitch from you. Um, so I feel like Instagram, if you don't know where to start, I would try to come up with a catchy, unique hashtag and try and launch that. It might be a grind for a couple of months getting that, um, off the ground and everything. But if you can get a unique hashtag established for your business and get people to start using it, you are going to have people generating content for you on Instagram. So that's, that's one way that you can differ, differentiate Instagram and Facebook. You can go the user-generated content route on Instagram yep. and go like whatever you want to generate on Facebook. I've always told people like starting out <clears throat> that like I, it's always an ROI of time. You know, if you don't have the time to do it and to invest in it early, I don't have a problem with you sending it over. You know, if you're just getting started and need to do it. I think that's probably been most people's question. Like, hey, I, I just don't, I don't like Facebook. I'm not seeing value or uh, I don't have the time or the person I trust to post for me. That's usually the problem, honestly. So I, I don't hate the idea. I would say it's better to share it over from Instagram to Facebook if you aren't going to create content on both. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a pretty good size gap Yeah. between genuinely creating content for both. Yeah. And it, it can get, like, if you're already struggling to create content for one of them, it's going to be super hard to create unique content for two separate platforms. So in that instance, if you're, like, like struggling hard to come up with content, I would probably start out by sharing it to Facebook as well. Yep. Yeah, just to, just to take a little burden off your shoulders until you can um, maybe get a grip of what people enjoy seeing and then start expanding a little bit and creating more unique for the individual platforms. So one of the things, just a quick rant that bothers me about stories for me personally, my, what my health as a human being is I need to do a better job of it from my, uh, just building a brand standpoint, but man, I feel like it takes so much of the moment out sometimes, you know, you're kicking it with people. Yeah. You know, even doing this podcast, I was like, I'm going to do a story real quick. And then my attention goes there. Yeah. And so I, it it is frustrating to constantly keep up with it. But I guess that's just where we're going. Yeah. And I think finding, I think creating that rhythm, even if that means setting up reminders that, that remind you three times a day, like, hey, have you posted on your Instagram yet? Like, have you done a story? Like just setting something up that reminds you because you're going to get into the day. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a meeting or at a shoot and then gotten back and be like, dadgummit. That would have been awesome content. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about it. So um, I, I understand people struggle with it. But if it was easy, then everyone would be doing it well. Yep. And I think of everything. It's probably the thing that whether you're a college kid trying to figure out what you want to do or a business owner that's 55, I think it's the best thing that you can learn to do Yeah. is learn how to create content. Mm-hmm. And the only way I think to learn it is you got to just do it over and over again Yeah. and see what works. Yep. Not easy, though. It is not easy. You're pretty good at it. I'm decent. I've kind of been struggling lately. I don't so, know. I don't. I don't know why. Like I feel like I just go through 
Like it can be easy one week and the next week it's, it's difficult. And I I feel like if you're, um, in charge of content for your business, you're going to experience the same thing where one week there might be a lot going around at the the office that is great content. And the next week there might not be anything. So, um, you just gotta, sometimes you gotta dig deeper and, and just create stuff and like, look at how you can, how you can incorporate uh, holidays into your messaging. Yeah. Even like small holidays that sometimes I have to rely on those. Um, so, so thank God for national puppy day and yeah. national margarita day and all those random holidays that we have nowadays. But yeah, it can, it Which can just marketing. Yeah. It can, it can be difficult for them um, even like from one week to the next dig deeper. You got a motivational there. Yeah. Gotta dig deep. I've, I've been having to do that a lot lately. I don't know why, but it's been, it's been difficult. Yeah, I, here's here's the hardest truth in all this, and I think maybe this is what some people are afraid of. You have to be about that life, like not not about Instagram and Facebook. Like you have to be about your craft and then document it. Because mm-hmm. if you aren't, your daily process is probably garbage anyway. And I think that's a hard reality for some people, because um, some people start their businesses around Instagram and Facebook in terms of. They're just starting to create the content. Like how many people have a podcast now and they're an expert in a field, but they're like really not like if you put them in the field with people, they're not an expert. The only reason they come across as an expert is all of the experts have not been creating the content around it. They've been just doing the craft. And so I think that for some people that have been doing the craft, though you're probably behind if you haven't started, I think it's completely and utterly worth your time to start creating the content. And I think that that's probably most people's fear and problem because I find we run into so many people now that do marketing and they talk about marketing online more than we do, but they don't actually do marketing. And I think for the business owner um, that that's working 60, 70 hours a week, feeling like adding more time is stressful, but you do not have to add that much more time. I think you just got to document your process. You agree with that? Yeah. Yep. You weren't even Hope, listening to no, no, Yeah, I was. Come on, bro. I'm just kidding. I am terrible at multitasking. If that does, in fact, exist, which it probably doesn't. No, it's a myth. Um, I'm the worst. But yeah, like I feel like that's the first piece of advice everybody gets is document your process. And it sounds easy. but then, And it is easy for the first day. But then maybe you have a week where... There's like, it seems like there's nothing to document. Like you're just literally on your computer trying to think of content to create and everybody else is in their office um, doing the work they have for the day. So what is there to document if we're just all in our offices um, working instead of like, hey, there's there's nothing fun to actually like document or there's like, there's not necessarily an obstacle or a hardship we're trying to work through right now. So what do I document? Yeah. Like it sounds, it sounds easy and at certain times it can be. But like billing, like billing, like you don't want to really document billing. I mean, maybe people would care about seeing how difficult billing can get. And maybe they would find joy out of laughing at all the stuff we have to go through with billing. Yeah. But maybe like as you're thinking of that, like people definitely do not want to see that. So you don't think it would be a good piece of content, but maybe it actually would. So maybe try it out. Maybe document it. Document the process. Document the process. Tell your story. Trust the process. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Fuck, there's just four different references in there. Yeah, I got I got deep quick. No, that's good, man. I uh I think that the storytelling piece of 
social media is literally the reason it exists is to help you tell your story. Yeah. And your story, I think sometimes you get blinded by your own story because you're trying to tell the narrative you want people to hear. Yeah. And you overlook so much. Um, but like we talk a lot about life on life, like living life in community with people. Um, and I think that sometimes you forget the small things that you do mm-hmm. for the small things that are going on. You know, like you know, if you're a brewery, like everybody goes to a brewery, I mean, usually to have a beer, but it's kind of cool to see how the beer was made. Yeah. That's why people go on brewery tours. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to get to know the people that are sitting behind the bar giving you a beer. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to know the type of people that go to the brewery and starting to build that overall community. And I understand if you're an accounting firm, I mean, it's a little bit different and maybe not as trendy to create content around. But when you get to know the person who's handling your money, when you get to know, I mean, I think that changes the game. And not everybody has an amazing personality. <laughs> I mean, not everybody's really um, has that. But I think everybody can tell their story in one of a few ways: voice, video, or what, photos. What, why'd, you, why'd you just point at me when you said that? I didn't even point. Why'd you? Man, I didn't point. You have a great personality. Shots fired. That's not true. Yeah, well, you have a great personality. I, I do feel like. I don't know whether it's because people are um, like every day they're doing what they do like almost every day or then they just get used to it and it doesn't seem that special to them anymore. But I feel like, I feel like a lot of people discount their story. I guess your story is probably 99.9% of the time your story is like actually compelling. Even though it might seem like you're doing the same thing every day you still have like a compelling story that people want to see. So don't discount your story. Like document it and let, let people in on it. Yeah. Cause it's compelling. People love stories. It's, it's like built into our DNA to like stories. So yeah, I think too, this is the last thing I'll say. And then I got a final question for you. You know, this is like a terrible example, but when something goes bad, you have someone in your organization, someone in, inside of your business that something happens to good or bad, right? They get, they get engaged or married or a tragedy happens. You lose somebody, somebody gets really sick. Um, and the things that you can put out publicly, obviously it's weird when you just put it out and no one knows who the person was, but if you've been documenting the whole time, then the story starts to connect Mm -hmm. and the wins and losses start to all kind of come together and build this, this cool story. Here's my final question for you. Super unfair question, but I'm excited. We started out with MySpace. Mm Mm-hmm. Uncle Tom put together this. Yeah, probably wasn't a good reference. Um, I just like putting uncle in front of people's names. Um, That's a terrible reference. Sorry about that. (laughs) Podcast shut down. No, I I think that, you know, we started with MySpace. Yeah, like a top eight. Um, I don't even fully remember how it worked. And then, you know, Facebook came around, you know, posts. Grandparents are looking at kids. Like, what are they doing? Oh, here's baby pictures. And now you've gone to... It really went to like a private story first with Snapchat and then Instagram ripped it, made it public stories um, and Facebook's grabbed it now. What do you think is the next step? In the story game? No, no, no. Like the storytelling game. Oh. And how we communicate. So we have live video now as well. Like you can uh-huh. post videos. You can do a live video. Like what do you think? If you're going to just take a complete shot in the dark, what do you think is going to be the next step? Oh man, I feel like it's going to incorporate live somehow. 
which I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I think stories are going to be around for a while, but I, th- I feel like it's going to be more like the Twitch direction where people it's are killing. Yeah. People are just filming themselves to do something seemingly mundane live and people love it. Is Twitch is just, is it just video games? Or they do other stuff too. I haven't really looked into it that much. I think it's a majority of what they do, for so sure. I, th- I think it's going to be something with live. This is probably not a good answer because I'm not. I'm I'm kind of tiptoeing it because I, I I just don't know. I feel like stories are going to be around for a while, but it, it'll be something to like some evolution. A live video is what it's going to be. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I think it's just like, how do you want to consume content? I think we'll probably answer that question. I think, I think stories, public stories, and stories in general were started because people were tired of scrolling through endless stuff, mm-hmm. and they wanted to quickly be able to see what did Jared do today. I think what could change is people will ask the question, "What did Jared do today?" and they're going to want to even know what did Jared do in the last hour. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. If people are going to be able to like try to access what like, like I'm going to be able to like be on Instagram or whatever and hit you up and find out like, Hey man, what are you doing? And then you give the world a glimpse of what you're, I don't know, but I think it's going to involve, I think you're right when it comes to live. I think it's going to get, it's only going to get posts used to be like a daily kind of thing. Some people it's like an hourly stories are now keeping up. But I think it's just going to go one more step deeper into like quicker moments. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you capture quicker moments. I don't know. Unless, all of your information is just always capturing. And then you just pull it back at the end of the day. So, I don't know. Or, or going back to like, this was it the last podcast we were talking I think about? So. Gosh, I don't want to go back there because then I'm going to have to be silent for like 30 minutes while you prophesy about future technology. I'm, not pro- I'm, just, I'm literally making stuff up. I would have never guessed the story game. So, do you think people are going to have like, so there's going to be like constant live cameras mounted around the world and if people consent to have their live video broadcast people can just choose what person they can watch live oh like every step of every way i think that of every day i think the kardashians i think that that, that evolution is going to be where you will be able to tune in and watch someone's live life like that people will live in homes it'll start as homes mm-hmm. or whatever and you're going to be able to see what homeboy's doing all day but anybody not just like celebrities yeah yeah i think that i think people were going to wire their houses to be live and it's going to come through like twitch i mean that's what twitch is you're usually just watching somebody talk and play a game or, or whatever in the in the online gaming community that's like blown up mm-hmm. those fools are getting paid yeah and not just like paid because people are watching that's happening but like you can be in a tournament i mean how crazy is that people are making money on madden we do that for free. Yeah, I know. And I that's would, what they do for a living. I wish we played for money. If we did, I wouldn't have to work here. Oh, so much money off of you. That is a lie. I don't know, man. I think it's just gonna. I think moments will keep getting more live. It's just kind of, kind of scary for me. Doesn't as an introvert. Yeah. Mostly awkward, most of the time person. Well, I don't think you're awkward. I think you just like time alone. I love my time alone. I think you like that's not it. I mean, you're just sounding, you're just making me sound like a super loner. No. I guess I, I guess I'm making myself sound like, like a loner. No, no, I don't mean it like that. I just mean like you get you get life like you get recharged by just getting to chill for a minute. 
Yeah. And I don't think you want, but I don't think it's going to be like everybody. Like, like watching, a, uh, I've heard Jim, one of our developers say this, and I think this is probably dead on, whether it be a concert or sports, I think you're going to be able to pick your camera. Just and view whatever angle you want? I think so. I don't know if they're going to get that deep. Um, I saw a thing the other day, this is kind of off, but the UFC's put sensors in the gloves so they can kind of measure, like, punch power, things like that. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know if they're doing it for, to, like, be able to accurately count number of punches or if it's, like, a strength thing or if they're going to use that in judging. But I think you're going to get to the point where, like, sports um, and different things are way more interactive. Like, I think how cool would it be to watch the NBA Finals and be able to, like, listen to LeBron live? That would be pretty cool. I mean, it, especially if you're able to put it on, like, a, a enough of a delay that – they can you still know. censor it. Well, in the, well, not even that. And I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think so the other team isn't able to use it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, I think you're going to be able to choose camera angles, whether it be because there's like a drone type, like netting or something over the court that covers a complete 360. I think, seriously, you're going to be able to pick what you want to watch and watch it. Like, if you want to just watch the head coach the whole time, I think you're going to be able to do it. <laughs> that's going to be wild. Oh, man. I mean, how much better is fantasy football? You just watch your player? Yeah, you're just like, you have your team, it runs through the algorithm, and you're able to say, like, all right, I want to watch uh, Hopkins this game, and it's just watching it for you. And then, like, even over his head, it's popping up your fantasy your points. Yeah. Like, watch, I, I think that's going to be the next thing. I mean, unless you allow people to talk to the players. I mean, other than that, sports as we know is going to get more entertaining. Oh, yeah. Better or worse. As a pure sports fan, I don't always love it. But Dude, I mean, I mean, they they already have the. Did they ever create that whole league where it was all fan based? Next question. But did they? I know they were talking about yeah, it. Is I don't, that I a, don't an know actual if they did. Thing? And I didn't like that idea. No. But I get it. It's like the next evolution. The fans call the plays. Yeah. So I think I think things like that, where we're gonna have more control over the like, it's almost like the content that we're given now. Like someone uploads a video, and then that's the video you get. I think now they're going to batch up eventually, long ways down the road, they're going to batch upload, and you're going to be able to take this one piece of content and watch it a million times in different ways. You know, I I, I genuinely, like, how, how crazy would that be to be able to watch a UFC fight and they're wearing some form of contact lens or something that you can watch it from their eyes? <laughs> I mean, I think you're going to be able to, like, know uh, their heart rate and different things. Like, I genuinely think we're going to get... Because you already now on, on Fight Pass can watch it by the corner after the fight. You can go, like, I want to watch it from the red corner, hear them, and all that kind of stuff. Which is kind of messy, because if you're a basketball coach, do you want everything you set out? I don't. Yeah. I don't want anything I said unless I say it to the media. Yeah, I don't know any coaches who would want that. And I know that's going to block it, but I think you're going to find leagues that are going to say, we don't care, we're in it for the for the money and the entertainment. XFL. They have a lot of freedom. That's going to make game planning a lot easier for teams. Yeah, or harder. Maybe you're throwing bait out there. Maybe. Making stuff up. But then you can see if they actually were in that play. Yeah. Afterwards. I mean, just, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's completely unrealistic, and, and maybe we don't have the technology even close for it yet, but I think that's going to be it. I think we're going to start to have more control over the content as a consumer that we're given mm-hmm. and then be able to change it. Complete guess. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought about it once in my life. It sounds like you've been thinking about that. Never for... thought about it once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spirit hit me and I just started. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I just always think like what's next. 
and I genuinely, I, I've never been right before on guessing stuff like this. It comes out differently, you know? I would have never guessed stories. So that's the future, mm-hmm. my man. That's the we'll future. See. We'll see. Well, you asked you asked me that question. No, I did not. Just so you could answer it, huh? No, I did not. That's what you did. I might have a little bit. What a great podcast host. Just no. Just baiting me with questions just so you can answer them. That's not completely if you want, true. If you, want, if you wanted to answer that, you should have just told me before to ask you that I question. I thought about just texting you the question so that you could ask me. Hey, but bro. Hey, bro. Ask me this question. No, man. I wanted to hear. You, you bring a lot to the table. Hey, so. bro. <laughs> I thought it was a great question. And you completely destroyed it. So, do you want me to like start hosting half of it and ask you the questions? So, no. and you can tell me what questions to ask you. No. Why are you hating on me? I gave you an answer. <laughs> it was a pretty dadgum good answer. I don't know, man. I really don't. I'm. I am genuinely excited yeah, but, about the future. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> That's what. I, yeah, but I don't. I don't. I don't. I haven't even thought about this. I've. I've, I've never <laughs> once even considered it. I just. I just start. I. I literally have no idea, but I'm super excited about the future. And I think privacy is going to be a nightmare. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I think every evolution of that means that we're going to get deeper and deeper. But I think if, as kids grow up, I think they're going to just be so much more accustomed to it. Yeah. When my I, daughter's I, born, I don't think she's going she's gonna to be like, oh, you're worried about someone seeing your search history? Who cares? I, I, like, already don't even care. Yeah, I don't either. Like, all this, I don't know how many. But do our parents care? Oh, yeah. Way more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know how many apps I've connected to Facebook. It's a ton, though. I mean, I log in that way because it's easier. Yes. And it saves me seven seconds from typing my information in. I have so many things connected to, connected to Facebook, and yep. I've given so many apps permission to do stuff and gather stuff. If we're being real honest, I don't even think I read those things anymore. I it's like, are you giving this app just, permission to? Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Sure. The only thing I ever click block on is getting notifications from those apps. Well, I used to do that, man. And then I told you this earlier, but I've spent like, I've unsubscribed on my work email. And these aren't even, we're not even talking about real emails. We're talking about like Russian brides. And then I was telling them earlier, I get like all these emails from like spam sites. Um, I've been getting one. I think one of the, uh, one of our digital managers was as well. Like I get this one uh, from what's uh, Trump, Trump's girl's name. Ivanka? No. The girl um, that uh uh the girl his like mistress. Melania? I don't know her name. His, that's his wife. No, no, this girl uh like was an, an adult. Oh um that porn star? Yeah. Stormy? Yes. So I get an email. It's like a webcam deal and it's like a picture of her. She's clothed, thank God. So I don't look like an idiot in a meeting. But it pops up and it's just like she's invited you to this thing. And it's just, and on half of them, there's no unsubscribe. But I was telling them, I feel weird unsubscribing because then it feels like I did subscribe. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get it anymore. Because yeah. when you're sitting in a meeting and it pops up in the right-hand corner, it's like, Logan, your Russian bride is ready. And it's like, listen. And then I thought I'd have to explain, like, listen. I, I didn't yeah. I didn't order a Russian bride. And and when you click uns, unsubscribe, you actually have to go to their site. Well, I've realized most of them don't work. You click it and it just goes to nothing. Or it takes you to this page where you have to fill out like a survey yeah. to do it. And then I'm like, I don't want to give you more. Yeah. Dude, those are things. Those are the worst. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Like. And I did not like these. I don't, my email, I'm sure. I, I do know that when you put your email on a website, like those bots and those things can come and find it. They can crawl your site and find it. But my goodness, like 300 plus this week. And I, I feel like I have not made a dent. 
So when I if I don't check my email from a Friday to a Monday, we're like 400 emails, of which of those 50 are relevant. What what's in your inbox right now? Do you have your personal email connected to your phone? I do on my phone. Yeah. How many uh, notifications do you have in your inbox? Well, I've been this week because I've been on this mission. I I, mean, I have 739, but I've been clicking uh, Mark is red, oh, just to get rid of dang. it. Dang, that would still take forever. I've yeah. tw- I've 26,000 in my so Dollar Shave Club didn't sign up for that. Yeah, um, all these like. These little clothing stores I didn't sign up for. Um, yeah, I mean it's just a ton of stuff. That's, that's why I like thrill nev- list. That's why I like never check email because I'm just expecting it to be spam. I know. I, I got an email from uh, a client the other day on my personal email that said, "Hey Logan, I need some help with this. Contact me when you get this." But I think it was spam. But I replied. Hmm. It was weird, but it was actually his email. Yeah. And it wasn't signed like spam. It was really weird. So if you're the client that didn't hear back from me, I did reply, and I think you got hacked. But like most of the stuff I'm just scrolling through right now, is not is not even close to real. I don't even know about any of this stuff. But that's my personal email, which is connected to all those yeah, all those deals. But yeah, all my work email is a nightmare as well. But my my work email is not that bad, but my personal one, I won't. It's like too intimidating to even go in and try to start cleaning it up. So. If you send something to my personal email, I'm probably not going to look at it because any email I get, I'm just assuming that it's spam. Yeah. Spam is that what it's called? I'm not, I'm not going to release my idea to fix this because I think it might be realistic. Well, I wasn't going to release my business idea at the beginning either. And then you did. I, I, I can't really claim that because I feel like it's already, so it's not. It's be, not about if you're first. It's about if you're yours, best. yours, you'd be first though, wouldn't you? I've, I, I Googled it and didn't find anything. So I'm excited. I'll just wrap this thing up, man. Any words for the people? Document. Document. You stories. You have a, you have a good story. Not you. I was talking to the people. Yeah, yeah you I do. Ha- you, you do have, I can't say, I, was with you. I can't talk to the people and say, you have a good story and then look at you and say, you don't. Yeah, you yet. don't though. Hey y'all, hey, y'all have a good story. You don't. Yeah. Yours hey, good. you have a good story too, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So just tell it. I will. I'm going to do a better job of stories. I, I should probably just like put a mirror in front of me right now and say that because I don't ever. Are we back to the counseling? I, I was looking I was looking at my Instagram the other day, and the last thing I posted, let's see, it was January 3rd. This is July 15th. That's not good, my man. That's what's almost, that's like five months. Yeah, that's not good, my man. No, today's it's June, not July. So five months. Yeah. And it's probably even longer on Facebook. Yeah. That's all right. You'll get better. So my word and advice for you is don't be me. No, I think they should be you. You got to also realize you've probably posted 4,000 times for clients. Yeah. So, hey, thanks for your time today, man. Yeah. We'll rock one next week, and we got a powerhouse super cool doing some awesome stuff for the community guests next week well cool yeah i'm excited i'm excited to find out who it is i got three people i'll tell you once the podcast is over so hey thanks for listening to another episode of modern madman and we out